This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Tuesday, it's the 5th of December 2023. Coming up today, more Android news and a buying guide for those Echo devices out there. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? Gorgeous, Stephen Scott, gorgeous. How are you, sir? I'm good. I feel good today, actually. Uh, I've been up all night. Well, not oh. all night, but oh. not far off it, to be perfectly honest. Why? Uh, do you know what it is? It's mm. uh, it's called lack of sleep. Oh, um, well done. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for that concise answer. Um, I, you know, I like to give you the uh, details, uh, but <laughs> yeah, so news. I, I just couldn't, I couldn't really stay sleeping last night, and I because I woke up with all these ideas about our holiday gift guide special that we're doing next week. Oh no! Uh, I I think it is going to be a production madhouse. You know, when you say that, the listeners may be thinking, "Oh joy!" And all I'm thinking is, "Oh no! What have you found now? What have you found so, that suddenly made you go, oh, this could be good for?'" Well, our, our lovely uh, expert when it comes to audio production, Mark Hello, Yes. He uh, gave me perhaps a Christmas present earlier this year. Oh, no. Mark. He gave me the keys to the production room oh. and said, take what you want. Did he? He's like Santa Claus. Do you know why? Because I sent him seven emails yesterday saying, I want this. And he said, Go get it yourself. <laughs> Here's the keys. Help yeah. yourself. Leave Go me away. alone. Okay. Leave me alone. Don't leave the place a mess. And that's it. So, yeah. So, I, I've been, uh, let's just say, uh, downloading Merrily from the... Uh... Is that the name of one of the jingles? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> downloading Merrily. Uh, yeah, I've been downloading Merrily from the production toolbox. So, yeah, you can expect the uh, holiday gift guide next week to be, uh, almost be Hollywood in terms of production value. Oh, Hollywood. That's funny. That That's what my partner says when she puts up the singing uh, moose head on the door and the dancing snow uh, snowmen on the mantelpiece, which are just so tacky. Uh, <laughs> it's awful. And within five minutes, you actually hate them singing that song. I got a feeling. It's going to be like that. Yes, it's going to be exactly like that. (laughs) A tacky episode of Double... Who would have thought it? It's impossible. And, you know, singing Moosehead, that would work in Canada, right? Oh, that's true. Uh, Although... Is that offensive? I've got a feeling. As soon as I said that's true, I thought that was a mistake. (laughs) God bless you, Mr. F. Yeah, let's just check in on that one. Yeah, I, th- I think we're not getting any response at the moment, although I think we all know why. It is that time of year. Um, but yes, um, looking forward to the Holiday Gift Guide show next week. So what we're going to do is we actually have a plan. I know this is very unusual for us. No, hang on. No, that's not fair. No, that's no, not no. fair. Okay. We do plan out this show sometimes. When we can't um, sleep, apparently. When we can't sleep, yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to take the top 50. I am going to decide, I, me, Stephen's got no point asking him because, you know, that's the point. But I am going to pick the top 50 items from our gift guide. So I'm going to pour over all your gifts Mm. that you've put into the gift guide this year on our website, doubletaponair.com. And I am going to suggest 50 of them. And we're going to do, because we're doing two shows over Monday and Tuesday, we're going to split that into 25 each, because that's what 50 divided by two is, in case you want any doubt at all, Sean. I thought I'd just tell you that. God bless you, chat GPT. I, I honestly, I, yeah, exactly. I use it. I use it for everything. 
And uh, you know how good I am at maths. So uh, we're going to do that. Uh, and we're going to add in some of our own, our own flavour as well. So oh. that is coming up next week um, on uh, Double Tap. Check that out on Monday and Tuesday. I'm very excited about that. Yes. I'm looking forward to that It's show. not just the gift guide. Of course, we're all looking forward to it, Stephen. But we're also <laughs> looking forward to your... You're such a liar. Your production, your... Your take on it. How are you going to wrap these two shows up? It's going to be... Oh, very good. It's going to be an experience. <laughs> I can tell. I wish, you know, I wish you were genuine in that statement, but I just know you're not. <laughs> no, no, I think no. that's what gets I, me about I, I it. He's believe... so, so much of a liar. <laughs> I am genuine. It is going to be an experience. I yeah, didn't say it's okay, going to be a pleasant enough, one, yeah. but it's, it's going to be an experience. I can't wait. I always used to say this show is an education. By the end of it, you're going to say, that taught me a lesson. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, yeah, I uh, look forward to that next week. And actually, ahead of that, David Ward from the Echo Tips podcast, a fabulous amazing. podcast you yes. must go and subscribe to immediately. Well, you know, wait till the end of this. Uh, but then after that, immediately do it. Uh, or I will send someone round. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this has got less festive all of a sudden. Okay. Uh, yeah, David Ward, he hosts the Equitips podcast, uh, and he is joining us a bit later. He's got his own ideas around a particular, oddly enough, Echo devices. So we're going to be uh, getting a bit of a buying guide from him today more. on the subject of Echo devices and tomorrow on the subject of Fire TVs. Oh, I so know. I've got a few ideas. of them already, I must say. I have. I was thinking this the other day. I I think the last time I bought a Fire TV was maybe about four years ago, and I say a Fire TV. I mean a Fire TV stick. Yeah. Um. And I never really bothered with it because I always had this view that Voice View was terrible. I'm sorry, but I just always had that view that it just wasn't that great, and third party hmm. apps weren't that great on there. Please tell me I'm wrong. Um. No. You. You. It's improved a lot. I think you weren't wrong right at the beginning, but Voice View has improved. It's a little bit more mature now. Things like Netflix and other streaming services are accessible, um, depending on which update you're using of that particular app at what particular time. Mm. Um, I think it's a case of I've, I've always got the Apple TV there, and it just seems to be sort of my, I'm going to say it, it's my rock when it comes to streaming and things like that, because it, it tends to be the most accessible. But there's nothing wrong with the Fire TV sticks. And the trouble is, I've got three or four of them, simply because... Wow, it's only $20 or $30. I, I, I mean, I can't not buy it, even though I yeah. probably won't use it. And they are, hey, look, at the end of the day, they are accessible. They are an option. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to be hearing from David Wards shortly on that. So looking forward to that. Thank you, David, for sending it in. And if uh, you have any uh, last-minute gifts that you would like added into the gift guide that we might consider, well, you've got a few days left. So, you know, we're putting this together, putting the top 50 together. I want to wrap it up by Thursday night for me so we can get the shows prepared. I know prepared is very unusual. Stop that. Breaking news. We do prepare the show. Okay. He keeps hitting that button. Uh, I'm the only one here. Yeah, I know. Rob's always got something to say, hasn't he? I don't know how he does it. (laughs) (laughs) He's playing Santa this year, by the way. He doesn't know this yet. When he gets his emails this morning, he's going to find out he's playing Santa. So uh, well, yeah, he's got the voice for it, right? There's another insight into the production that's coming up. We have a Santa. We have a Santa this year. Okay. Yeah. And the Santa I'm is not sure how, Rob the how, voiceover guy. 
I, I, yeah, I'm not sure how willing this Santa is going to be, but we'll find out. Uh, so, yeah, Echo Buying Guide coming up today. Uh, but, of course, we do have some real breaking news. OK, you can say it now. Breaking news. Thank you. Uh, we do have some serious breaking news. Be My AI comes to Android. Hooray! More Android love for this week. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. We get Seeing AI, the big news yesterday, Seeing AI coming to Android. And now Be My AI. And let's be very clear on this. Be My Eyes as an app has been around for a while. I don't know how long it's been on Android. Probably the same length of time it's been on Apple, I think. Yes. But it's uh, it's the feature that is dropping. So instead of like seeing AI, which is a whole new app you go and download on Android, Be My Eyes will get the Be My AI update. Yes. Correct? Yes, absolutely correct. And this is a gradual rollout like it was on the iphone by the way so if you don't see it in the next few days then keep coming back and eventually you will you will get the be my ai feature showing up in your be my eyes app on android which is cool and it's funny though it seems like i've been using be my ai now for absolutely years and of course it hasn't been but um I'm just wondering, why is there this delay? Why was that big delay in seeing AI hitting Android? Why uh, uh, the Be My AI feature? Has there been that delay? Is is Android that difficult? Well, maybe that's not fair to say. Is it that different to code for than the iPhone? I don't think it's anything to do with coding. I think it is all to do with where they put the resources first. You know, They know that the majority of people, and I have to, be very careful how I say this, but the majority of people who live in, say, the UK, the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, are likely to be using, especially blind people, likely to be using iPhones over Android. So that's where the market share is. The reality is, though, I think outside of those countries, there's more people using Android it's the than they are reverse. using iPhones. Yes. So I think that it's it's what it's doing is it's recognising those countries in this release, because you'll notice in amongst these releases are language updates as well. So more and more languages being supported. And of course, you have to support those number of languages because that's where the people are. So, you know, they're not all here. They're not all living in the UK or the US or Canada or those other countries. So I think it's, it, I would say that, and there is data on this, that people have, have researched this. There's what, was sorry? the WebAIM study. There's what? The web, was it the WebAIM survey or data. whatever it was? Or data. I don't know how you, <laughs> I don't care about... I, like I data. say, other languages are is available. There, is there um, data available, is there? Data. Data. Okay. data. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I was being terrible. Is that you. the engineer's Christmas party, is it? <laughs> data. Oh, good one, Joey. Yeah, I like that. There is data available, yes. And WebAIM is a great resource for things like that. Data. There's so many... Uh, there's so- so many surveys and information being collected about what what people are using, which is exactly what iPhones. this information is used for. Well, yeah, I would I would agree, I would agree. But you know, the market share, as you said, outside of Western countries, you could say, is mainly Android, and you yes. would think you want to hit as many as many platforms as possible. I, I just look. I'm not. I'm not being down on this. I'm not actually saying, oh, you know, this is a disgrace. Why did it take this long? The point I'm making is, I thought by now, when it comes to actually compiling and coding these um, apps, that it could be okay. This, I've, I've got the base code here. Now let's 
pump one out for iPhone, one for Android, one for whatever. Pump one out. Pump, so a that's beautiful a te- phrase. <laughs> Happy Christmas. That's a technical term. <laughs> no, you know, you could compile it from Swift, C++, whatever it may be, into any executable for any platform. And... Um, yeah, I just wonder what the reasoning is. I'm just curious. I'm not I'm not saying this is a bad thing and not looking at it as a negative. It's a positive that, you know, it's actually here. But I'm just curious why there is I that I will delay. say, I think the good news is that it, it, well, and this is something we kind of touched on yesterday with the Seeing AI announcement, but I think it kind of secures the app itself. I think anyone who thinks that Seeing AI might have gone the same route as Soundscape, as far as Microsoft were concerned, may have their fears allayed by this because the app is now being available on two platforms that shows further development and it's embedding it a little bit more. And because it's also on track with what Microsoft, Google as well, they're all doing with AI, right? It's kind of on the same track. It's maybe just an alternative side road with seeing AI because that's kind of what it is. You know, it's like this is built for us specifically. Mm. So it's a bit of a side road approach to, you know, the main route of AI, which I think is good because it shows we're part of that that route, part of that plan uh, to, to stretch this highway analogy as far as I can Keep possibly going. go. Um, <laughs> but it, it just, to me, seems that it kind of secures the app, and I think that's good. And, and I will say as well, I saw some comment yesterday, people saying, wow, you know, this is just kind of really it upped the scale when it comes to the, the potential of Android for people. Suddenly there's more reasons. And I've seen so many people jumping on if you follow the the threads on mastodon it's very interesting to see people saying you know i never really considered android before but this has kind of opened it up to me in a new way this is an app really it's kind of holding me back from even considering android because people know that you know we're kind of be, we're way beyond the point where android was something that you know you would be like a, a lesser experience for a blind person we're way beyond that of course we are uh, like you saying that there's certain apps that lock people into I think, I think people do. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly felt there were a number of apps for a long time that would make me think, can't get that on Android. Mm, maybe better staying where I am. You know, now I don't think that. I think about all the apps that are available. I think, you know, now seeing AIs over there, that's a big one. That's a big app to go over there. If yeah, I saw a comment that Google Lookout is, is... Well, I was just going to say, someone I saw on Mastodon said, why is Google Lookout not on iOS? And it's a great question. It I is. mean, really, there's no reason why not. I mean, Google isn't attached. To, I know, I know. obviously, it's an Android platform. It's built on Android, but it doesn't have to be attached purely to Android. It, can, it has got apps that are available on iOS as well. So there's no reason why it couldn't be done, right? That's true. And I don't think I've seen that question asked before. Why is Google Lookouts not on iPhone? I mean, it's, it's a perfectly capable app and a great alternative to seeing AI. Yeah. It definitely is. And I think, you know, it would be great to see uh, Google Lookout coming. But, you know, again, who knows the reasons behind or reasons why? But I think, you know, th- the fact that seeing AI now being available on Android is a huge plus for Android. So, you know, it gives people on Android multiple options. And I know we do have multiple options. We've got Envision. I think SuperSense is still a thing. Yeah. Um, we do have options available to us, which is good. But more options, the better. I just think what I'm looking for are options that are sustainable. And, you know, I feel with seeing AI, look out, they are backed by the big players. That matters. Well, I would have agreed until Soundscape happened. Um, well, it's a, that's a very no, fair point. There's that's no guarantees, even yeah. if it's a big tech company behind it. Well, I yeah. saw someone saying that actually on, on Mastodon as well, or Twitter, I think it was. They said... Um, you know, it's kind of a shame that Soundscape never made it this far. 
you know, with Microsoft because it would have ended up on on uh, Android as well, and that would have been amazing. But that's not to say it can't it's, come it, to Android. That's that's something that I think is is in planning. It's something that was brought up when we spoke to the various organisations behind the various soundscapes, right? So mm. I mean, it's it's something there in the background. If there's going to be enough call for it, I think there will be. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, so, yeah, we're uh, going to follow that story. And, of course, we look forward to your feedback on it as well. If you've tried it out, let us know if you've got it on your device. You may not have it right away, but it is something. You know, it's funny. I mentioned the Google Pixel 8 Pro. I don't think I could have bought an Android phone at a better time. Yeah, I know. I really don't. Maybe it's, it's all down time. to you. Maybe you're <laughs> the driving force behind it. Were they waiting? They were saying, they were- <laughs> once Stephen buys a phone, then we'll do it. We'll hit the button. Stephen's yeah, gone Android. Yes, well done. Thank you. Uh, now, I want to get to some of your feedback because uh, some really interesting comments coming in. Uh, Kyla got in touch with this. I think it's going to spawn a rather interesting discussion. We all know that Kyla doesn't have a full-time job yet and therefore doesn't need corporate sponsorships. And to be fair, he doesn't want to. That's why this feedback message was brought to you by absolutely nobody. What the heck? Unfiltered thoughts and opinions from what's left of humanity. Oh, shoot! You're listening to Kyler Golden, for better or worse. Morning, guys. It's Kyler. To follow up on your comment last week, Stephen, I get most of my sound effects from websites that offer services like that for YouTube videos and whatnot, but I've decided to kind of chill out this week because I only have four more days of Thanksgiving break and I think I'm going to go insane. Anyway, (laughs) I have a question for the listeners. I'm a bit of a of an obsessive collector for talking watches, and I'm trying to make my Christmas list right now, but I'm in Eagle, Idaho, and I'm trying to decide whether I should put a few Cobalt Systems talking watches on that list concerning shipping times and all that. For listeners in the U.S., do you guys have any experience using Cobalt Systems talking watches, specifically with volume control, and do you recommend any domestic alternatives? Thanks. Have a great day. What? what, That's it? I was expecting uh, so many more uh, sound effects. What happened? <laughs> was it a kaboom or something at the end of that? You know, it's just, think... but just ended. I think I think we maybe scared them off using his sound effects because we uh, we were so uh, thrown by it last time. Yes, thrown, uh, stroke deafened. Yes, um, yes. I got to say, Kyler, the only contributor with his own theme tune. I love that. Intro. Amazing work, Kyler. Amazing work. Talking watches, Stephen. Are mm. you a fan? Are you a collector? so funny you bring this up because last week I, 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 been, I, I think I told you this last week on the show that I'd been kind of wondering about my Apple Watch what to do with it, do I even want to continue having an Apple Watch because I just don't know what I'm doing with it, what's the value in it for me oh. and I was in a cupboard <laughs> it's often how things start with me I was in a cupboard uh, in the house and I found this box and in the box, I can't believe this, but in the box was a brand new, untouched, never opened before. I don't even know where it came from. Yes. Bradley watch, which is not a talking watch. It's one of those ones where it's got the ball bearings, ah, the magnetic ball bearings, right? Yes. Now, I, I liked the sound of this because it gives it a little bit of style, which is something yes. I fear we're always lacking in accessible timepieces. A little bit of fashion, a little bit of quirkiness, you know, a little mm-hmm. bit of design. I can't use that. I, I just knock the ball bearings out of the little um, receptacles, I'm going to say, 
all the yes, time. Yes, I, I know they move around too much, don't they? And it kind of makes it awkward to use. But I did kind of want to try and get back into. There is a way to use it. It's, it's like almost a knack you need, and I think it is just you've got to be a little bit more light touch with a it. A gentle touch. <laughs> don't just go in there hammering your way through. Where's the time? You know, it's not that kind of approach. You've got to be a bit gentle. You've got to be so. I've got to Barry White your way through that one if you want the time. That's Barry point. White. Okay. Yeah, Barry White. You know, gentle. Oh, right. Yes, of course. Old Gentle Barry, as he was known. Not the walrus (laughs) at all. The Gentle Walrus. Um, It's an interesting take on it, though, right? Because uh, it's interesting as well that Kyler mentioned the volume control. It's something I didn't even think of. I'm Mm. thinking of talking watches, bear with me, kids, from the 80s. You know, Uh, I'm talking of the the talking pyramid uh, clock, that sort of era with that, that rooster alarm. Um, the talking watches that I always used to use just were basically a speaker on a strap and they were loud and there was no right, adjustment yeah. to them at all, I don't think. And I'd never gone back to it. Um, but you do also get those watches where you flip <laughs> flick the the face off, almost the case off, and then you can mm-hmm. just feel the, the hands and there's braille dots on each numeral. Um, so there are options out there. It's just it's something I've never thought of before hey if i want to know the time i just press the unlock button on my smartphone i think the problem here is that what what kyler has done is he's kind of opened up the door yet another door has been opened for me to buy things uh because it's been a while <laughs> since i've found something interesting I'm, I'm, i kind of want to buy and and you know i've been thinking about the smartwatch thing and i'm like yeah yeah smartwatches are great but i kind of like the idea of having an actual watch as well just like a regular watch and it's kind of making me think maybe I do want to go down this route. But now, why? talking watches. Well, I just, I, again, just it's having the like time. Fashion? That's all I want. Oh, just, uh, you mean actually as a functional timekeeping yeah. device? Because that's all, I mean, that's, I, I struggle to get the time of my Apple Watch. And I think, hang on a minute, this is a watch that cost me, you know, $1,000. Mm. And I can barely get the time from it. I can buy something that costs $30. And I'll always get the time from it. And because that's, that's, that's all it does. All it does. Yeah, exactly. I do agree with you. I do find it slightly more clunky now. Just, I love the tactile time functionality of the Apple Watch. I think that works really well for it. You know, I've used it umpteen times when I don't want people to know that I'm checking what the time is. Hmm. It's really good for that. But it, it doesn't seem that consistent. If the, the, the watch is locked, well, I double tap on it twice with one finger and that should do the tactile time, but it doesn't. Yeah, but sometimes that doesn't, right, so you do that, but then sometimes It'll start it will speaking. just speak the time anyway. Yeah. So you think, well, that was kind of pointless, right? I've tried to be discreet, but it didn't work. Yeah, and sometimes you tap the watch and it takes a while. It will tick away at you. I say tick as in bing, bong, bong. Yeah, yeah. And it, it won't speak. So, yeah, I, I do. It can be a little bit frustrating when all you do want is the time. So, yeah, I'll be interested to see what people are actually using. So, yeah, I was having a look at the... Now, interesting, you mentioned Cobalt um, in particular. Now, there must be suppliers in the U.S., that would make that available or make you know make it possible. The immediate one that comes to mind is Maxi Aids. That's the one I've heard about a, a lot. Um, there's also AT guys. I don't know if they sell talking watches, but you know I'm sure Michael's listening. He'll tell us soon enough. Yeah. But you know there there are there are lots of different options out there. I, I mean, in the UK, the place I would go is the RNIB. They will shop in, they will ship international, I believe. So you could possibly get it from there. And they do a wide range of these, uh, more than I actually thought. I mean, I started looking into it. Lots of different styles, lots of different strap options per watch, lots of different colours. So if you want to really fashion yourself up a little bit, then there are options. You can even get, so there's tactile watches. 
which are cool. I didn't even think they still sold those. That's, that's the amazing. word I was looking for. Tactile watches. You were yes. screeching, but I know, yes. I know, but I, I know what you mean. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can get lots of different things, right? So you can get in here, if you just go into that, that area, uh, they've got the Bradley watches I was talking about, which are the ones with the ball bearings and the magnets. Those are really nice, fashionable watches, but you do need to have the knack, I think, to read them. Um, the talking watches, they do various styles, and I'm sure this is the case in replicators. I'm sure this is not unique to the UK, but they've got the large tactile watches as well, as I say. They've also got the, um, the uh, there's one here, a black talking calendar watch. That's quite interesting. So you get the date as well, and I guess other information out of that one. Um, there's ones that are radio controlled. That doesn't mean it has a remote control and you can race around the room. Oh. Um, it, I know, sadly. Uh, that means that it will tell the time and it will always have the right time. Uh, whatever it is, it'll pick up the, the time locally. So, I mean, that's pretty smart. There's lots of different options on there. Uh, and clocks as well. There's still a lot of clocks available. And, you know, oh, my goodness, this, I think I'm going to get buying. This is going to get expensive. But, yeah, <laughs> I kind of I want to maybe delve into this a little bit because I, I think you're right. I think this technology will have improved a little bit as well. And even though the functionality is very simple, it's gone a long way since that old LCD display that would be on my – the watch I remember from my childhood was this LCD display that I could not read – but it had this huge button on it. You push the button and it would go, bonk, it's 441. You yes. know, and sitting in class as a, a kid in a mainstream school, you know, to find out, the, what's the time, Stephen? Hang on, <laughs> bonk, it's 12.33, you know, and everyone would go, ha, 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 listen to that. You know, it wasn't exactly a way to ingratiate oh, yourself wow. with the mainstream public. Trolling up past trauma there. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to Double Tap. But that's kind of part of it, right? You know, you want to be a professional. You want to in your workplace. You want to of be course, a, yeah. you know, accepted at school. Having something that separates you like that, that's not the way to do it. So, you know, this technology has to be there. Obviously, they've got to think about, and I think maybe classification is important. So, for example, if someone has hearing issues, you know, then you want the ability to control that volume. Even just having the control of the volume is good because you don't always want to be screaming. You don't want to be halfway through a meeting saying, let me just check the time here. It's 4.14, <laughs> you know. Oh, I would love it if it did it in that voice. That would be amazing. <laughs> right. well, that very Mickey Mouse voice on the watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's always, it's 4.14. Yeah. It also sounds like it's the news that's being read to you, you know. <laughs> Now that's the way it is. See, you know, but you, think- you mentioned the calendar <laughs> clock there, right? And automatically I'm thinking, oh, I wonder if I could sync that up with my, um, you know, Apple uh, calendar or my Microsoft calendar. I don't think so, Of course no. not. No, no, of course not. But then you start thinking, well, maybe a smartwatch is the better way to go because you want, start to want more and more functionality. But it seems to be now that the extra functionality has come at the cost of not being able to tell the time when you want it. It's really, mm. it's really annoying. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, so lots of options available. But our listeners in the US, I'm sure, will tell us in regards to how to buy from Cobalt in the US. But I would imagine it is possible to get stuff over. It's just going to take some time, I guess. That's often the the problem. But definitely, uh, as I say, there are other companies in the US, and MaxiAids is one that comes to mind uh, that you might want to check out, Kyla. But uh, thank you for that. And actually, on a very similar theme, uh, we have an email in from Johnny. Good afternoon, gentlemen. I believe listening recently I heard one of you mention an Apple Watch. I wondered if you could tell me the merits of an Apple Watch for visually impaired or blind users. I have posed this question to sighted friends of mine who, not surprisingly, could not provide a suitable answer. Mm. A number of years ago, my wife gifted me a Fitbit. I feel she was passive-aggressively telling me I need to lose weight, which may (laughs) in fact be true, but it was still rude. 
I know it has more features and capabilities, but at this time I use the Fitbit as my daily step counter and in general as a motivation to get up and moving. When I first received it, I could still read the face of the unit, but I'm no longer able to now. Generally, I will know when I reach my daily step goal when the watch vibrates on my wrist. All this to say I basically use it for step motivation. The Apple Watch has a considerably higher price tag. Sell me on the Apple Watch. Why would I, as a very low vision individual, want an Apple Watch versus any other brand? What can low vision or blind users do with an Apple Watch? Why would low vision or blind users want an Apple Watch? Thanks, guys. Johnny P. We'll take a short break, Johnny. Come back and we'll try and answer that question for you. But I expect lots of other people who use Apple Watches might want to chime in on this as well. Chime oh. in oh, because it's time. Oh, right? well done. Uh, yeah, you can get in touch. Feedback. That was terrible. Feedback at doubletaponeo.com, <laughs> Let's sell Johnny on the Apple Watch. Or maybe we don't want to do that. Stick around. We'll get into that next. This is Double Tap from AMI-audio. Email us, feedback at doubletaponair.com. Call us, 877-803-4567. And find us on social media, on Twitter and Facebook at Double Tap On Air. And now on Mastodon at Double Tap. Okay, so Johnny asked before the break if uh, he could sell or we could sell him on the Apple Watch. Uh, goodness, I feel like an Apple Store employee all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> so, can we? Can we do it? That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to throw this to you first. Oh, thanks. I'm under the bus first. Mm-hmm. I, I, I would say, um, no, I, I can't sell you on it. I can tell you some of the use cases for me. But I, I think, actually, it's less... Um, useful than you think it's going to be. Uh, honestly, that has been my experience. I expected far more apps to be available for it by now. I had the same experience, though, with the Apple TV. I thought, oh, this is going to be incredible. And it, it, the app ecosystem really hasn't grown that much other than for games. Streaming, absolutely perfect. But let's go back to the Apple Watch. Fitness and health monitoring, I think, are its primary um, selling points. As, as you mentioned, the Fitbit, I think, you know, for health tracking, exercise, things like that, it is very, very good. Also, accessibility wise, I think it's the best option out there. It's incredibly accessible. Um, but when it comes to what you're going to actually use it for, I don't know. The only reason, the only example I can give is that recently, as we talked about, we went away. We went to London. Now, that involved. Uh, um, tram travel for me and train travel. Now, I did use the Apple Watch. There is something called complications, whereas on the face of the watch, you can add various different apps. And on there, I added the Lady A app so I could talk to um, the Echo voice assistant and ask, hey, when's the next tram for um, Manchester Piccadilly? And it told me, which was cool. Um, Wow. Also, there's a, a train, it's either the transit app from Move It or a train line app over here in the UK. I had those complications on, which told me when the, the, the live departure times and platforms of various trains wherever I was at, which was, again, very, very cool. But it's not anything I use every single day. And I feel, hey, if I didn't have the Apple Watch, I would simply pull out my smartphone, which is with me anyway and do the same thing on there. So honestly, I don't know if there is a unique selling point other 
then there's a fitness tracker and health monitor. On that, it is very, very good. But if you've already got a Fitbit, I would say I don't know if you need to swap over. Yeah, there's not much more I can add to that. But what I will add, and, and I've got to say, I've got to check out this train app you're talking about, because this, as you know, is my endless issue, is trying to get access to information about public transit. I find that to be the most challenging with the phone. Yes. I did find, funnily enough, the train, I think it is the Train Times app, or one of those apps that I had downloaded so many before I went away. I know exactly and- what you're talking about. I've got the same sort of issue. I've got Train Pal, Train Lines, <laughs> Move It, which I think is called Transit when you actually get it on the phone, I, ah, uh, on the watch. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry, carry on. Well, it was interesting because I got one, and what had happened was I had selected a favourite journey, a favourite trip. And I think it was as simple as, you know, Glasgow Central to London Euston train station. Those are the two stations. And then I did the reverse and saved that as a favourite. And when I went into the app, it was it would show me the departure times. This is on the watch. It would show me all the departure times from that particular on that particular route. And I thought, that's fabulous. I had no idea it could do that. Yeah, that's exactly what I've been using. Yes. Uh, see, but the thing with this again. You need to be prepared for this because mm. if you if you do that on your Apple Watch, it will say, if you haven't done this already, oh, open the app on your smartphone and set up your favorite stations. So yeah, because if you go in there, it, it, there's nothing. There's nothing. You need the smartphone, the app on the smartphone to set it up first. So if I hadn't have done that, you know, and, and you're on a platform and waiting to find what the trains are, you're not going to do it. You're just going to grab your smartphone and look it up there anyway. So it does need a bit of organisation. But once you do that, it's there. So I have Manchester Piccadilly, Bristol Temple Meads, London Euston, all set up on as favourite stops. So at any time, I can open up the Apple Watch. And by the way, I set up the hand gestures. So I was holding you know, my cane, I've got a backpack on. Um, so I can just simply pinch and clench my fist to navigate along the complications, quickly get to train things, um, do a, what was it, a, a single fist clench to activate it, and then it will start reading it out and I can move through it or without touching the Apple Watch itself, which was cool, which is very good. But um, once you've got it set up, it's, it is useful. But You know, you're an incredibly smart guy, and oh. you need to, oh, you need to talk more about this on this show, because honestly, you're telling me things. I'm just blown away at the things you do sometimes. And you do it so just, ah, yeah, yeah, I just set this up and I do this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? This is amazing. This is revolutionary stop stuff. Stop it now. Stop it. Yeah, but see, like anything, though, there's always that, and we've talked about this recently, it, the in real life. So when I'm setting mm. this up here now, sat here, oh, I'm going away at the weekend, let me set this up. Absolutely fine. Hey, I'm clenching, I'm pinching, it's all navigating around. But when And then you, you get the watch on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steady. <laughs> but when you're in that station and it's noisy and, you know, you're feeling a little bit tense and anxious and it's a totally different experience, I must yeah, say. Yeah. But, um, yes, look, the Apple Watch itself is useful. I, I can't deny it. Um, but if I didn't have one tomorrow, would I? would it change anything? I'm not entirely convinced it would. And that's being brutally honest and that's my opinion. Yeah, well, I have to say, with me, it was on that train trip, it was the phone in my hand and USB-C earpods. That was it. That was me. And yes. I felt very comfortable with that because for a start, if I used Siri, she could actually hear me. 
if I did anything with dictation, it could hear me. Anything with AirPods just didn't seem to ever respond properly. I mean, yeah, you get better audio and all that. And I was going between both. Don't get me wrong. On the train, when I was listening to music, I was using that because then I could block out the sound of everybody else on that train. Yes, the rest Um, of humanity. (laughs) So annoying. (laughs) Oh, it's like, why can't every train carriage be quiet? Um, But yeah, so you can cut all that noise, which is brilliant. But the thing is, I don't really care about that when I'm moving around a space because I want to hear everything. I want to be able to hear everything. The ear, or the ear pods, I should call them, are so good. And I'm really glad they brought out the USB-C version because I kind of thought they would just kill that whole thing off. Mm, but yeah. they didn't, and I'm glad they did. And do you know what? For me, that might be, this is maybe a hint of what one of my top favourites in the holiday gift guide is going to be. It's a very cheap present to yourself or to somebody else but i think it could actually really be quite beneficial to have even just something to have in your bag and bear in mind of course every computer these days has got USB-C, so it instantly becomes a headset for that too and if you're doing any interviews by the way if anyone asks you to do an interview or have a conversation with them on some kind of recording or even just a meeting you know you're going to get so much more mileage out of those kind of headsets because the wired audio quality is always going to be better the microphone isn't that bad at all Either. It's brilliant on those. As long as you remember and not to um, play with it or brush it against your clothes. Exactly. Leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, no, don't touch it. Yeah, or, or, careful what you're wearing and all that stuff. Uh, but in terms of the watch itself, I, I would say if you were looking to buy one and you were thinking you're going to go down the route, I, I know that the cost can be prohibitive, but I would always start with the Apple Watch SE. I don't think most of us need anything beyond that. It has all of the functionality. Yes, of course, you can get all the beautifulness and stainless steelness or whatever it is of the more expensive models, the Watch Series 9, for example. You're you're obviously going to get the, the double tap feature. That's going to exist on the Watch Series 9 and the Ultra Watch 2. I've got the Ultra Watch 1. I'm not upgrading to the Ultra Watch 2 for double tap. I'm sorry, I'm not. I mean, I love this show, but I'm not moving up to new watch for it. <laughs> well done. Um, but, you know, I just feel it would be kind of pointless not to look at the SE. It's a really good watch. And I'll be honest, if I didn't have the Ultra today, I'd buy the SE tomorrow. That's where I'd be. It's a cheaper option. Um, and But to me, it is a cheaper option, but it's not a... a, a doesn't feel like a budget option. Do you know what I mean? No, it doesn't, it doesn't feel, feel like you're way. missing out on anything really important, right? No. And I, again, like I, I've said how I wouldn't miss it. I, I don't think you can underplay how powerful it is as a fitness and health tracker as well. The health point is pretty important. You know, the amount of information it can give you. Like it, 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 it told me that, hey, be careful because we've noticed that your walking is slightly impaired and there's a chance you could fall. And I've heard so many stories of where it's picked up on health problems before, in many cases, people have noticed them themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is incredibly powerful if that is important to you. Hope that helps, Johnny. Let us know. And of course, if you have feedback on the Apple Watch and you want to share it with us, please do. Sure, Johnny would appreciate that as well. It is email feedback at doubletaponair.com, one eight seven seven. 8034567 quick message to chris by the way on mastodon i, I mentioned on there the other day that uh, i had some news on my toasty lenovo laptop remember last week oh, i was telling yes. my laptop you killed it yes burst into flames uh, well the good news is is back oh. it's alive oh what a beautiful story <laughs> what happened uh, well here's right. the thing Calm down. Uh, okay, all right, calm down. Uh, here's the thing. I turned it on. Oh, and well it was done. Fine. 
That was it. It was fine. As soon as I turned it back on, it just came back on, came back on the login screen, talked merrily. I don't know what happened, but it seems to have resolved itself and it hasn't done anything since and it's done all its updates and it seems to be perfectly happy. I am over the moon. Is that because it saw you setting up that surface? I think it did. I got jealous. Yeah. 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 It was like, yeah, no, 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 I'm not having this. So yeah, uh, it's back and it's working and it's fine, which I must say I'm very pleased about because I do love that machine. So yes, my Lenovo is back. Uh, so yeah, Still I promised I would update Chris on that one. Slightly worrying how it got so hot. I think it was a BIOS update that maybe just went wrong. I don't know. But it seems to have resolved itself. It's not complaining about anything. No. Okay. Not yet. I mean, it is Windows. It'll complain about something, right, but not necessarily computer-related. Don't spoil the story. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. And uh, I want to bring in David Ward, because David very kindly sent in his gift guide for the season. This is getting a, a little bit close to to what we're aiming for uh, next week, kind of whetting our appetite a little bit ahead of our uh, gift guide specials Monday and Tuesday next week. David sent in his uh, gift guide on buying an Amazon Echo. Hello, you Double Tap listeners. This is David Ward from Across the Pond, just kind of bringing you a little tip or buying guide of sorts for buying Amazon Echo style devices this season. Very much in harmony with what Stephen and Sean are doing with the website. Kind of really cool. Different suggestions and things you can submit up there for accessible uh, devices or equipment for low vision or blind individuals. So I thought I'd just bring you some of my two cents since I'm deep in the Echo ecosystem and do a podcast about that, about what's going on with the Amazon Echo. So when it comes to the Amazon Echoes without a screen, one of the newest pieces of hardware is also the entry-level hardware. And here in the United States, it's starting at $17, and that's the Echo Pop. It has nearly identical speaker size as the Echo Dot, which is kind of its big brother, which is uh, starting here around $22 in the United States on sale. And I would imagine you'll find corresponding prices and sales in Canada and in the United Kingdom on these types of devices. Now, the principal difference between the two is the Echo Dot has extra sensors, a temperature sensor, a, uh, a presence detection sensor for people entering or exiting the room. And, of course, it has this weird kind of uh, motion detection. If you thump it on the top, it will pause or resume music. So it has those extra sensors. But the Echo Dot is uh, hasn't been revised since 2022. The Echo Pop having been a new hardware released in 2023. An amazing price at $17. Once you move outside of that to the traditional Echo or the Echo Studio, those devices, while having bigger speakers and a lot more oomph or high fidelity, are rather old. They haven't been updated or revised in a while. So just bear that in mind. They will be on sale and are good deals, but they haven't been revised in a while. So just bear that in mind when you're buying that kind of equipment. Now, I'll move on to the Echo Shows, which have a screen and often a camera for video conferencing or playing show TV shows or things like that. The Echo Show 5 and the Echo Show 8 would be kind of my things to recommend to look at. Both of them have been revised in our new hardware specs released here in 2023 in the fall. Now, the 5 obviously has a 5-inch screen and smaller speakers in it. And uh, as a result, uh, doesn't have quite the oomph, but starts at around $39 US here on sale as of late. While the Echo Show 8 uh, is around $104 on sale, I think it's usually $149 when it's not on sale. 
I would kind of lean folks towards the Echo Show 8, being that that was the one that was actually demoed on stage during the Amazon event this past fall with a lot of newfangled AI conversational features we can look forward to here in the near future as Amazon releases those features. That was the one they actually used, the Echo Show 8 on stage for doing a lot of that cool stuff. So it's really tooled up and geared. It has some of the extra sensors in there, along with home automation stuff that it can do uh, to maybe really help uh, when those new features roll out. So that would be something definitely looking. And correspondingly, being a much bigger form factor, those show eights and tens can really pump out the volume. So they can do quite a quite, it's actually sound relatively good for what they are. They're pretty amazing. So $104 on sale now. Now, once you step outside those Echo Shows to the 10-inch show or the 15-inch, those devices, while on sale, are a little old, haven't been updated or revised in a while. We honestly don't know. Maybe if you maybe the 15 as an example will be revised, but you may have a special need case for that where you want the larger screen if you're low vision. You know, you can zoom in with the uh, built-in zoom client or use the uh, screen reader that's built in. You know, you can make like six inch, eight inch tall uh, clock or something on that 15 inch model. But bear in mind, they are a little older and haven't been revised lately. So definitely look at the five or the eight. All right. Well, that's just my little buying guide for you guys. Steven and Sean love the show. And until next time, rock on. <laughs> Thank you, David. And do check out the Equitips podcast. What? I just, what are you I, laughing at? I've got to correct myself. I thought Kyla was the only one who had their own intro. <laughs> and there's David as well. Absolutely amazing. Yes, fantastic. Do you know well, what? I added that. Oh, did you? Oh, don't I spoil it. I thought I'd make it, it Christmassy. Uh, sorry, David. <laughs> he spoiled it for you. No, it was beautiful. <laughs> well done. I've got to say, I've just started using... <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. You okay? Sorry, I've got... I've got do you know what it is? I've, I've got... A, I've just opened up a can of soft drink. Oh. And you know then the bubbles fly in the air? They yes. They kind of just catch your throat. Well, I was can, like, oh, well, wow. Can you, can you just wait until <laughs> we finish? <laughs> I mean, you know, okay. What was I saying? I've just started using the Echo Flex, which I haven't used in the longest time. Oh, it's like a fitness machine, know? is it? No, 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 no. So that is an um, Echo Smart Speaker which just plugs into the um, the socket on your wall. It just, sounds like you, it just sounds like you're lying on the floor picking up two Echo Studios, like one in right. each hand, going, oh, look at me, I'm very, uh, you know, flexy. <laughs> well done. Get back to your drink a minute. Will you let me, let me just say this? Yeah, I'll go, I'll go right. drink. I'll just sit, yeah. I'm going to sit in the corner for a bit. Okay. The Echo Flex. So it's, it's for, um, it's, its use case is for places where you, you don't want to sit a smart speaker. You can just plug it into any uh, electrical socket. But it is so responsive. As soon as I say the wake word and give the command, within milliseconds, it's answered me. It's faster than any other smart speaker that I've got. The studios, the dots, the shows. It's incredible. It's very, very good. Now, it's got a very, as you would expect, a tiny, tiny speaker on it. It's not for playing music, although it does have a headphone jack on it, a 3.5 mil jack, so you can connect it to some speakers. But um, yeah, I've got to say, I'm loving it. I've got a smart speaker. I've got now probably more than two smart speakers in every room. They are just amazing. Yeah, and you know, the great thing about that is it's great for a hallway. Yes. So you could have an echo in a hallway, uh, and it's great, of course, if you've got the ring doorbell because you can have it like a ring, you know, chime essentially. A talkie talkie uh, box, like an intercom. 
Exactly. That's a talky talky box. As they're known in the that. trade, yeah. yes. Absolutely. And uh, <laughs> also, if you've got, like I do, I've got uh, speakers in my kitchen in the roof, right? So I've got a little amplifier oh. that's connected up and I can have the echo plugged in. And because it's all one unit, I can have that flex plugged in and just attach the 3.5 mil jack to it. And I have audio coming out of that. And of course, it's just picking up. I mean, the, the challenge is always because of where the, the the plug is kind of up behind a cupboard. You're kind of hoping it'll hear me when I'm talking over it. Yes. But more often than not, it's fine. I think it's I mean, very you do have good. to sometimes yell at it, but then you always have to yell at her. Yes. She can barely hear you, but she's sitting next to you. So, you know. I agree. Yeah. But I've got to say, I'm really enjoying the flex. And when I went away, I forgot to take a USB mains plug to charge my phone. Um, but of course, the flex, I took the flex with me. It has a um, a USB socket on the bottom. So you can plug any cable in there and use it as a charger as well. So I was charging my phone from my Echo Flex. It's very cool. See, this, this is what I mean. You are incredible today. That is I twice. Oh. You have blown me away with your tech knowledge. <laughs> Stop this. You're embarrassing me now. I'm so sorry. Stop it. Is this my Christmas present? Thank you. I think, I think you're, yeah, you know, you're giving us the Christmas present. This is incredible. Uh, no, thank you for that. That is that. I, I'm going to actually use that as a tip because we're going away for a couple of days before the holidays. And I, I think that's what I'll do. I'll take that with me. Yeah. That, now, don't get me wrong. Idea. It's not a high speed charger, it's just a standard USB. But hey, overnight, it charges yeah, your any phone. Any port in a storm. Yeah. Port, hey, oh, that's very good. Actually, that was quite good, wasn't it? I just, I just said that. I, didn't, I yes. didn't even think that was... Yeah, yeah, any port in a storm. That's good. <sighs> well done. Anyway, uh, moving on. Goodness me. Uh, we are on fire today. Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 uh, thankfully, thankfully, it's us and not my Lenovo laptop. laptop. Yes. Uh, okay, so let's move on. Uh, this is Eden who's got in touch with us for the first time, I think. And uh, Eden wants to share her story. This is Eden Kaiser. Nice to be hearing the show. Always enjoy the conversations. Um, had a couple of comments and then wanted to tell you something exciting that had happened to me that um, could be of interest to other um, blind people. The first thing I wanted to say is the AI pen. Yes, it does sound interesting, but I, once again... It, I agree that accessibility should be important and should be mentioned, but seriously, there were probably a lot of things that it can do that didn't get mentioned in the um, in the little plug they did. And um, I'm glad that you, uh, Stephen, and I think Sean have been working on your Braille. I think that's excellent because I'm a major Braille proponent. Um, it probably not having Braille wouldn't make it impossible, I think, for me to do the job that I have now been certified to do. Um, I was wanting to tell people about this great career. I am I am a voice writer. I work, basically, I can either do court reporting, either in a courtroom or at depositions, or I could... I probably won't do this, but I could do captioning or cart work. Um, so that's there's so many opportunities with it. And it's literally, it took me six months to get through school. The software is accessible. Yes, there are quirks. And you do have to have a strong stomach to deal with technology frustrations every once in a while. But I've been kind of... Uh, I have nothing to gain by it. it I, I, I'm definitely not going to be teaching it, but I definitely I want to help people. I, I want to encourage people. And 
I'm passionate about it. So I, I thought I would see if uh, what your listeners thought about voice writing or if, if they would think it's really weird. What you do is you talk into a mask uh, and it, you, it has a microphone in it and you just, it runs through into Dragon and into this special software that formats everything and it's really awesome. Um, I won't bore your listeners with my new show, but basically no one can hear you and you repeat everything everyone is saying because while everyone says, aren't you worried about AI taking over? Well, half the time, some of these people mumble, have accents or all other kinds of things. And uh, it used to be only stenographers with the machines would do this kind of work, but now they allow voice writers in more and more states. So I use Dragon, Jaws, my Braille display, and, and other specialized software. And you guys who think Jaws is expensive? Um, yeah, that's the main problem <laughs> is the outlay of cost for the software. It's about five grand, but that's what Voc Rehab is for if you want to argue with them. Um, anyway, that's another story for another day. <laughs> but... I wanted to tell you how much I love your show and how I like that you let out so many different points of view. You're not, you you don't discourage anyone from making contact or say that their view is, you know, can't be heard just because it doesn't match your view. And that is refreshing. I've gotten so fed out with <laughs> the way everyone is so sensitive mm-hmm. these days. <laughs> so there's that. But if anyone does want to contact me about voice writing and court reporting, I don't know about other countries, but the U.S. and a little bit about Canada, I could, I could refer someone to questions in Canada. Um, my my email address, no pranks, please. Be nice if you email me. Uh, seriously, it's Eden Kaiser, E D E N K I Z E R zero seven one eight at gmail.com and i look forward to more great shows and keep up the good work you make me laugh in the morning when i'm waking up and drinking my coffee (laughs) (laughs) thank you well thank you eden that is best uh, name ever by the way eden i love the name eden kaiser wow i know so cool can i just say though please be respectful of anyone who gives their email address it always makes me slightly nervous please be respectful of that. I never heard of that. I've heard of, sn- I can't say it, but I've heard of stenographers before, courtroom <laughs> stenographers. Um, there you go. But voice typing, is that what she said? Voice typists? Voice writers. Voice I mean, writers, sorry. Yes. Yeah, I've never the, heard of that. No, neither have I. And, and it's, that's what I love about this, you know, getting a chance to hear. And, and, you know, I love that you came on and you were so proud of what you do that you wanted to share it. I think that's brilliant. Rightfully and so. And you should be proud of it. Yeah. Of course you should. Congratulations. But, it shows the power of Braille, right? It shows the capability that it does. And I think that argument about cost, you know, anytime we argue about buying JAWS, that's a really interesting perspective on it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yes. I'm wondering, just JAWS. have you been posting your story on Facebook at all, Eden? Because I've been following a very similar story of someone going through their certification uh, for courtroom uh, recording. Uh, but I assumed it was just, as I said, a stenographer. I'm going to keep saying that word until I get it right. Um, but that is very, very cool. I think that's a different Eden. 
you're talking about because it's only people called Eden that can do this job. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, must that be. is yeah. That's, that's the law. Yes. I believe that is the law. <laughs> that is the law. <laughs> I think it's a different Eden who's doing that. I could be wrong, but I think it might be. Uh, but very interesting uh, to to hear you talk about that. Thank you for your lovely comments about the show as well. And uh, yeah, just just thank you to everybody for getting in touch and, and sharing your stories. It's been a really interesting hour, as it always is. Every hour feels like a, it does. A, I feel we're uncovering something every time. And you, by the way, Mister Priest, well done to you. Thank uh, you. Fantastic. Uh, show for you this week uh but honestly Thank just brilliant you. it was back to I make it sound like everything point. else you say yeah. is just rubbish <laughs> but no i don't mean it like that uh but honestly uh just brilliant so thank you for that and uh stick around also a huge thanks to david ward as well for his uh, buying guide on the echoes we'll have another one from david tomorrow on the show focusing on fire tv sticks we're going to get into that and fire tv generally so yeah we'll, we'll hear his buying guide on that tomorrow all ahead of our holiday gift guide specials next week monday and tuesday keep your ideas coming uh we'll also have more tomorrow on the show about site tech global and also the big tech conference a big gaming tech conference happening uh, at the end of the week as well steve sailor is hosting that oh, good friend of the show yes he'll be popping in to tell us about that this week as well all that and more coming up on double tap this week thank you for listening we'll catch you next time sean thank you thank you bye-bye join me every couple weeks for the outdoors with lawrence gunther podcast where we learn about outdoor tech and tips plus we look at news affecting the environment AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.